It's a plane, it's a bird. It's it's a And we're back. So, Dylan, we just, uh, how are you? Let me just go start off with that. What was that? Just chill. Good. Likewise, likewise. All right. So, the long awaited Euphoria season two premiere dropped Sunday night. Long awaited? For me, long awaited. I waited two years for that. I, I just waited. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, well, I guess how how was how was the introduction to a brand new season? How did we feel? It looks good. Euphoria always looks good. So that's always a plus. Uh, soundtrack hitting. And uh, gave me a lot of Baby Driver vibes. The latest season music. Um. It was very cinematic. So you already know you're going to get aesthetically pleased with the show. And that's kind of just what I go into it. Just get some good eye candy. Walk away happy. Eye candy by, does that include the actors themselves? I got to the actors in a little bit, but I was more talking about the cinematography of the show. Yeah, I mean, let me, let me reiterate that. I definitely have to agree that it's always or euphoria is such a a grandiose show and it's and it's almost and it's and it's telling or very fitting that the creators treat it and the actors treat it as a grandiose show because remember when you're in high school you think this is it life is all that is around you so for them it's i mean obviously they're they're definitely going through things that a typical high schooler is not necessarily going through, especially multiple high schoolers at the same exact school. I mean, I don't know, but their lives are so not inflated, but their experiences are are set on such a on such a almost pedestal like like they truly believe it's life and death. And I want to use that life and death thing or worry or fear of how they're viewed by others and how, and, and how they, they treat other people. And let's use that as a segue into some of the characters that we had fooling around already in season one, episode one. It makes me. any sense though. What? Cassie and it doesn't make any sense. Even why they would do it. Nay, I can understand, but Cassie doesn't make any sense. Why, why don't you think it makes any sense? It's because she's drunk. Her whole reason that she doesn't want to be with McKay, right? Because she had the abortion. She wants to be by herself. She doesn't want to love anybody. She doesn't want to feel not trapped, but betrayed. And she just hooks up with Nate in the first 20 minutes of the episode. And she feels all guilty when uh, Maggie, what's her name? Maddie, Maddie. Maddie. When Maddie is banging on the door. I don't know. 
and then she's all sad and it's over and she's talking to McKay and she's she's listening to McKay. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I think the thing with uh, Cassie didn't didn't she say she broke up with McKay because they were too far apart? Just yeah, to include places, yeah, which is, yeah, which is true. Right, yeah, long distance is hard. Yeah, I want Nate and her are, are together, are in the same place, but they're the same place at the same time for one one instant, one moment. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is it is a little uh, uh, convenient, especially. I mean, I mean, but they they understood it was it was uh, long awaited, and people were expecting all these characters to to get some get some time, some viewing time. Uh, but yeah, to reiterate or to Talk about Cassie. I would. Oh man, was I was I disappointed? Was I disappointed? But but I guess I have to also say this is only the their first semester. This is New Year's. So so all the things with Jules Jules leaving uh, Rue at the uh, at the train station. Nate beating up what was it Tyler and Tyler turning himself in due to Nate blackmail. Nate texting uh, Jules as shy guy. That all happened maybe maybe two months ago. So that's fresh. That's relatively fresh. So in a sense, there hasn't really been enough time for true development, I guess, for them to change how they have acted in the, uh, or how they, yeah, how they acted or, we're acting in the first season. Yeah, I guess, but it's a little. Yeah, I, I can. I can see that in a way. Yeah. But I mean, I I don't know why Cassie just gave it up. I, I honestly think, well, I think she gave it up because she was feeling lonely. I'm sure because of because of not being She's in a relationship. Lonely, you McKay. <laughs> yeah, but but McKay's too far. Like we said earlier, it's much more convenient for her to just get with Nate. <laughs> Even I as don't, a, I don't understand the ruin and jewels. That's you continue to scum what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I think for it's just uh, it's just conv- Obviously, I, I want to see her with McKay because McKay's a stand-up guy. Much better than Nate, I'm so sure. Much agree. Yeah, he's not the best guy. No, no, sure, no, 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 no. He's not the best guy. He's not the best guy. We may get into that a little later, but he's definitely a stand-up guy compared to Nate. And I just think she was feeling lonely. She was feeling vulnerable. Um, and I mean, I mean, Nate. For for as much you know, for as much shit we give Nate, Nate. Nate is kind of a charming guy when he can be, and in his way, in his own way. And I guess Cassie fell for that. And then on top of what she was already dealing with, with this whole, the whole stigma, right, of her being a relationship girl, her nudes are already out there for the world to see, for people she's never met. Um, even Nate, Nate reiterates that when he he sees her at the that gas station or the uh sorry the 7-eleven and said oh you're a relationship kind of gal i mean that kind of uh 
I don't know, kind of, kind of just, kind of just defined her right there, but I'm sure Cassie will, will, or hopefully she'll evolve past this, this box she's been put in or set in due to what's happened already. There are other ways of trying to find yourself other than just trying to smash Nate. Oh, of course. Yeah, I just, so would you also say she got lucky, Maddie not finding her at the, uh, in that bathroom? Yeah, but nothing's impossible. It's only inevitable. Maddie's going to find out. And that's going to be the, that's, that's the day she's going to rue. How do, how do you think Maddie will react? Because they're technically not together. Yeah, I think she's not still going to be mad, though. Yeah. Yeah. Understandably, I mean, you you playing around with my ex-man, especially, and, and you're doing it behind my back, it would be another thing to, or it would be a lot more respectful, I guess, to to tell her. But hey, a lot of emotions were flying in that car, that truck with Nate, literally on, on death speed. Yeah, going 100 plus. Yeah, 100 plus. <laughs> in the future. Can we can we even talk about he was going a hundred plus on on a curved highway? <laughs> casually, yeah, casually, bro. And this dude, not only he's drink, he's drinking alcohol, he he's he's looking at Cassie, he's looking behind trying, himself, trying to get a peek. Yeah, try, <laughs> he's impatient, trying to get a peek. Come on, dude, Nate. I can't say Nate were better than this, but Nate, come on, come on, bro. All right, you, you mentioned something about, you said Rue and Jules. You don't understand that? Um, I don't see what the point of was watching. If you were to watch the, the special episodes, the first episode back, their first episode, they're already back together. Like they're complaining for each an hour. So two hours are complaining about each other. And then the first 15 minutes they see each other, they have a little, they have some passive aggressive argument. and then. Rue comes back and says, oh, I want to be with you. And they kiss. Like, nothing's happened. It, it, was, it was weird about, uh, about that argument because they, didn't they barely say anything to each other? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't even know. It was just, I guess, awkward. But then again, it's what, you haven't seen them for, what, a month? I guess. When was the party? Four years. But no, no, no. It's end of, was it oh, the or? formal? Formal? I think it was, was winter formal. formal. Yeah, just a formal. I want, I, I want to say that was during the school year. So maybe, because they already had a Halloween party, right? Because that's when they dressed up. And yeah, yeah. So I'd probably say formal was early december late november so probably early december considering winter yeah yeah so you're telling me they haven't seen each other in three two three weeks and we're gonna act loki we're gonna act like strangers right was it two three weeks are you serious yeah it would have to be because winter formals would have to be in december somehow or in november yeah i mean i said late november but yeah it could be it could be mid-november yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, only a few weeks. Yeah, really only a few weeks. And then Jules just, what, she just visits her friend in San Francisco or wherever, and she's back. Back and better. She's friends with Kat. Kat's cuffed up, which I do okay. appreciate. I do appreciate that. I do. Ethan, I, Ethan man. Ethan's he, the best dude in the show. He, he, he is the best dude in the show. Yeah, he is. I mean, because I haven't seen much of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, I, mean, I know they're going to screw him up. The writer's going to screw him up this episode. They're going to break up. It's, 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 in the, it's, a, it's in the stars. Oh yeah, yeah. The silver lining is they break up. Do you see how you see how silver uh, lining's not silver lining? It's just no, it kind of it's their destiny, it's their fate. You a writer? No, if I can sense it. I watch enough media to know, feel it. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. To break up yeah. a good thing, just like create drama. Yeah, that's true. To keep to get the show interesting. I mean, I, I I would have to say to support that. Remember when they were showing at the end with the montages of that single shot which i which again credit to the cinematography it made it feel like you were taking a polaroid right yeah euphoria is that's yeah it's yeah it's it felt like you were you were taking a polaroid with the individual boom 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 and it as if you're you're looking back at those photos moments you know time has passed and you're looking back at these photos from this new year's eve party your junior year and just reminiscing but uh, yeah during that whole montage i saw how they showed a picture of cat and ethan was just sitting there and i mean maybe um i'm reaching but cat seemed as if she her mind was, had, was wandering somewhere else and you have to remember it's it's about to be new year's how come you're not all all uh hugged up with ethan you know so i guess that's no, i'm not worried about that. you're not worried about that that's not where you're your suspicions lie no i mean all right I, I, wow we haven't talked about Fesco yet we're about to get to Fesco. we're still talking about room jewels okay all right um so so you said you don't understand the point of the special episodes if they're just going to get back together in the first basically in the first episode just first episode okay. I'm, I'm, I'm critiquing this episode like it's the entire show. So I understand. I, I need to see more show. Yeah. But right now, it's a waste of time watching those special episodes. I mean... Unless they show... Unless it, it adds to some deeper character group that will be revealed in the show itself. I, I think they were just trying to show how them getting back together is for lack of a better word, toxic or detrimental to both of their emotional health or state. Because, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I know, but, but Jeff from are their children. So it's, I don't want to say they're addicted with each other, but I just think it's, they've just become dependent on one another which is why they're so let's be fair they're they're desperate to get back to, to get back together they're yearning for that reconnection for that they kiss that nothing. they didn't share they learned nothing from the con- those conversations that oh yeah yeah with uh the with Ali yeah Jules was the therapist 
and Rue with Ali. Yeah. If they don't learn anything from the conversation, then why, then why is there a conversation even in the first place? I don't know. You think, do you think, well, the therapist we've never seen. So I think she's, she just might be a special episode, but she could be a returner or a recurring. But I mean, for Ali, do you think, do you think Ali may be the voice of the audience? Kind of telling Rue to stop, to no, focus on audience herself. Wants, audience wants Jules and Rue to get together. Right, but... But remember, Jules said how, oh, I, I blame Rue for her making me almost solely responsible for her sobriety. Or lack thereof, right? Depending on when how she left her at the train station. Jules left Rue at the train station. And she immediately relapsed. I mean, that, she, shouldn't, she shouldn't have felt hurt. Then. Who? Remember when Rue said that? Jules felt hurt. She took a bullet to the heart. If Jules isn't, Jules, Jules, I think Jules is saying that for the therapist. Or maybe a part of her thinks that, but I think more of, she believes more in the essence of, I care about Rue more and I care about her sobriety more than any deep seated insecurity that I'm responsible for it all. Uh, so, so wait, so you were saying why Jules is blaming herself? If Jules didn't want to feel responsible, she didn't. She felt overwhelmed with the responsibility. Then she shouldn't care what would happen after she left. If she didn't care about Rue, because sobriety, the sobriety and Rue are are intertwined. You can't care about Rue without caring about her sobriety. Of course. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying, right? She made the decision to leave knowing well that Rue is dependent on her, keeping her almost yeah. in line. So and she why should feel she guilty? Right. Why should she feel upset for making a decision, a business decision? I mean, she did say it was impulse. Very impulsive. impulsive decision, yeah. I mean, both both of them make impulse decisions though that, that truly showed their lack of care for others or yeah, lack of selfishness. Right, yeah, selfishness of, yeah, they just don't care about others when they're in that state of mind, I guess. Because Jules obviously wanted to go to San Francisco because that's where she felt most free, felt herself, uh, cheated on Rue, but with the girl who was Rue times 20 to her at that moment. I don't know. I mean, they're obviously the relationship, the relationship is the biggest focal point of euphoria. It's literally what propels euphoria forward. So, I mean, I, I can't wait to see how they're going to display this because now we have a new player, Elliot. And I mean, he's only there for a brief moment and Brew was talking about, oh, this is, this is my favorite. You're my favorite person. They make a love triangle. I'm just so mad. I mean, that's where it's kind of heading. Okay, let's see how it goes. It needs to play out. And it needs to play out. And it needs to play out. Yeah. Because this, the, what was it? The season, or not, sorry. This is season two. The episode two promo showing how Elliot's talking to Rue and 
Jules, or somehow all three of them are talking to each other and Jules leaves and Rue, Rue uh, replied, oh, that was awkward. So it's, it's going to be an interesting, as much as you don't like to see it, it's, it might be a love triangle without a doubt. It can't be a love triangle without payoff. It needs to be something going on. That's all I can say. It can't be a tease. If you're going to do a love triangle, then somebody got to cheat or somebody got to do something stupid. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I do see what you mean. So maybe what Elliot gets with Rue, Jules cheats on Rue or something, or Elliot cheats on Rue. Probably Jules. Yeah. Jules, Jules goes away because of the attachment between Elliot and Rue, because they can connect on a, on a, their drug adventures. Yeah. Jules cannot. Yeah, that's true. And uh Jules is when we're talking about cheating and leaving Jules is prone to bouts of recklessness yeah yeah very interesting yeah it, it's gonna be an interesting dynamic all right best co-episode really just we're, we're just bashing the entire episode <laughs> well at least I was <laughs> I actually liked it. I actually liked the episode. Probably one of the better four episodes I've seen. Yeah, yeah, I would have to say. I'd have to say it's one of the better ones. It was a good vibe. It felt more like high school. We maybe should have opened like that. Nah, nah. <laughs> no. It felt All right, more yeah. like high school. It, 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 it did. It did. It, it, it felt... Sorry to cut you off, but it, it felt... Uh, it did feel real. Like it, it could happen. Yeah, it, it did for grounded. I think because what majority of it was just shot in a house, and it was a, it was New a Year's, party. Yeah, it was a New, New, Year's party. New Year's Eve house party. Yeah, and I think that's when, or that's where Euphoria is at its best, because I think everyone, or most people, can relate being at a party when you were in high school, right? And just people doing whatever high schoolers do. Um, maybe not to the extent in which the show portrays it but the atmosphere is definitely there it's definitely nostalgic maybe for some people yeah anyway Fez is obviously fantastic in the episode everything about his characters was great you you, you enjoyed Lexi great him him his backstory great him with Ash is good yeah I mean that Fesco episode really, really was great. I, I did enjoy it. And I just think, and it's great to see how these people you don't think have major roles in the story truly, truly do. Besides being Zendaya's ex-drug dealer. I don't know if he still deals her drugs. I guess we'll find out. But, but uh, he cares for Zendaya, cares for Ashtray respects the hell out of his grandma and i mean how can how can you really fault him and then also that relationship that you kind of see developing with lexi i just enjoy how lexi also is getting appreciation because remember she's she's sisters with cassie and you know cassie her entire life has been told you're beautiful you're gorgeous you're a sweetheart so and so forth now for 
Lexi all or and Lexi being in the shadow. Now we're seeing somebody showing Lexi that same importance. It really demonstrates how you don't really need a single you don't really need a group or a majority of people to show you adulation or admire admire you. You just need that one person to truly not necessarily believe in you. We'll we'll find out if he believes in her, maybe her goals, if those get to develop throughout the season. But just somebody who who does seem to show interest in you and not in a shallow, oh, how 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 are you looking? How what are you what clothes are you wearing? And all that jazz. And it also shows that Fesco, Fesco is an emotional character. For even as much as he tries to play, be hard, which I, I'm, I know, which we know he is. It's great to see him care for, I guess, people outside Zendaya and Ashtray, and show show that same quote unquote love to Lexi. Yeah. So, I, mean, I do. I, your opinion of showing Fez's heart. Fez is always showing heart. And when he reacts with Rue, I think now it's, it gets to, he's more, he's more father's Rue. Has Rue lost her father? So this Fez is the father that she can have right now at this moment. It's good to see Fez being more than just her being in relation to Rue, whereas Fez can be his own individual to try to go for things that, that he wants to. And his character development, it's good character development. Like he's still... He's motivated. He's motivated by certain stuff. He's motivated by what his grandma taught him. And even though he likes uh, Lexi, he still does what he needs to do, or does does what he thinks is right. That's why he beat up Nathan. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all, we have to talk about how Nate was low key untouchable in season one. Yes. Untouchable. Untouchable. Everybody's like, fuck Nate, fuck this, whatever. Nate was untouchable. So to see, oh man, it, it was almost a reward to see Fesco beat up Nate in the final final minutes. But but knowing Nate, first of all, okay, first of all, Nate had it, he kind of had it coming. He kind of had it coming. Nice. Yeah, he kind of had it coming. But I mean, it's Nate. You know, Nate's going to definitely come back with some vengeance. Yeah, which is interesting to see how he's going to get him because he already what instructed that raid on on Fez's home, right? So it's going to be hard, and not hard, but it's going to. We'll see what Nate does to get back at Fesco. Maybe he just leaves Fesco. That's actually might what he might hurt somebody. Fesco holds dearly, which I guess all fingers are pointing to Rue. He may get back at Rue to get at Fez or yeah, he, he may Yeah, he may get at Rue to get to Fesco or even better, a new acquaintance, Lexi. Oh man, it's no 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 Jules Jules is a good a good character. What do you mean? Say sorry in the sense of there's some bad tendencies that people don't, I don't think a lot like to emulate. Well, yeah, I think they're just trying to show that they're flawed. 
flawed teenagers, remember. Flawed juniors at that, I guess. The juniors are sophomores. Everyone, everyone okay. but Nate is a junior. And yeah, and Nate's a... they're sophomores. No, no, no. It's still the same year, right? But it is the same year, correct. I need to look this up. It, you'll have to find it on one of those one of those lists or you'll have to find it in an article. I don't think they show it in. I mean, you could go into a wiki or something and look at the character's uh, origin, I guess. All right, so I guess We've kind of covered majority of what of what has happened, right? In this yeah. this episode one, what do you think? Okay, from the from the available characters, who do you think whose backstory are you looking forward to the most? Lexi and Firefar, Lexi and Ethan. That's all I need. Yeah. I, you couldn't have said it. I couldn't have said it any better myself. I'm re- I'm truly looking forward to a Lexi Ethan backstory. And I don't we still, have enough characters. I mean, I think they're going to include Elliot. I think Elliot will be a name stay. Yeah, I think about everybody. That's it. All the ones that we have that found everybody else. Yeah, literally that was. No, no, that that might get redundant. We're gonna do. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that'd literally be it. Maybe they'll do one. You think they'll do one on Ali? Uh, sure. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. You're not sure? Yeah, I don't know. No? Yeah, they're juniors. You're right. Yeah. Nate's in 12th grade. Senior. Yeah. And Mc, McKay is... Cassie's, Cassie's a senior. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. Junior. Yeah, because Lexi's in 11th. Yeah. Ethan, 11th. Maddie is the one on the term. She's either... A senior or a junior? Maddie? Yeah. Uh, Lexi's in 11th. Cassie's in 12th, you said? Yeah. Maddie might be in 12th grade as well. She's, oh, if she's sense. dating Nate. I mean... I, I, no, but they didn't meet in class. They met... Uh, they, they met, remember, like, when she's a cheerleader? Oh, and yeah, now that I think about it, remember when... Remember when... Maddie was pulled out of class because Nate choked her and she had bruises on her neck and the police came in and pulled her out of class. She was yeah. in, she was in Rue's class. So she's in 11th grade. It's 11th grade in the sense that she's taking 11th grade class as a senior or no. she's actually in 11th grade. Let, let's just assume if you're in the, if you're in a specific grade, you're, you're supposed to be in that grade as well as taking those desired classes so what you're saying she transferred from a different school or a foreign country and has to oh she's older than the other kids but she's taking lower course load <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to create some doubt no 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 that's fair that's fair all right so to close it out what name three pl- plot lines you're looking forward to cat ethan lexi and fez and lexi's own plot line you're a dog, you know that? All, oh, yeah. Almost almost all relationships? That, though. I would have to say the Fezco-Nate bonanza, Jules and Brew relationship, and 
Yeah, just and everything involved with Lexi. Just anything. So her her relationship with Fesco, if Fesco will be a big brother or or of sorts to her, or maybe something a little more intimate, or or and just Lexi's character character growth. Where does she go from here? Because they didn't really write her in too much in season one. She was just more so Rue's Rue's best friend since preschool and Cassie's little sister. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, this concludes another episode of Kenyan Cuts. Tune in next time as we discuss episode two of Euphoria. Uh, it's a plane. It's a bird. It's a- Y'all was acting mad funny. Uh, this year, y'all-